listening to Let's Think On It, featuring Dr. Mark Westfall. And we are back to Let's Think On It. Our guest today is Kathy Fournier. She's Manager of Education Services at the Birmingham Zoo. My co-thinkers are Haley Ingram and Jeff Thomas. Welcome back. Um, we, in our last segment, we talked about some of the Common Core, and we were mainly focused on math and English curriculum, which is what Common Core focuses on. And, and in Alabama, it's got a different name, and it's called the College and Career Ready Standards. College and Career Ready Standards. But there's another set of standards, and I think one thing to kind of re- reiterate what we talked about last time: these are essentially the bar, the standards that we want students to be at, and then how to get there is not in the curriculum. It's not a curriculum. It is a set of standards. Correct. They have to know X, Y, Z. Okay. Correct. So we're now moving over to the science and... It's just science. Just and science. it's in And nationally, they're known as Next Generation Science Standards. Okay. In GSS. And, and then... This is not part of Common Core. It is not. Totally. They were developed two different ways. They are implemented differently. They're, they were developed differently. Um... And in Alabama, they will be called College and Career Ready Standards for Science. Okay, so they bring it under the same um, name, Correct. but it came from a whole different It did. So, generation. Uh, so, yeah, this was a ideology. two-step process. Right, so the Common Core um, in Alabama started in, in um, like 2012. It was implemented in 2012. For the Next Generation Science Standards, um, they're actually just going to be implemented in Alabama this coming fall. How does Alabama do in science? standards uh, prior to this? Well, we have a long way to go. We do have a long way to go, but I think that, I think this will help. I think this will, um, these new new standards are, are going to help Alabama improve in our national standards, uh, national rankings. Um, where, where are we? Exactly? Well, and it kind of depends on... Are 49th or 50th? We're not. <laughs> we're not. And, and we're not which one? We're not either. Um, and it depends on what you look at. And I didn't look at science specifically. Um, I looked at uh, a couple of other different things, just, and it really depends on what you're ranking. Um, science, we do fall really low, but if you're looking at a national ranking in general, we're about 30th, actually, in the nation. So For education? Um, for education as a whole, we're 30th. There's a lot of amazing things going on in Alabama in education, and there are places that are looking at some of our models. Um, Alabama Math, Science, and Technology Initiative goes by AMSTI, and they are part of the State Board of, Ad- of Education Alabama. There are other states looking to us for that model. Um, what are some of the examples? Any example that you comes to mind? Well, one thing, um, what Amstai does is um, we're in about Amstai is in about fifty percent of Alabama schools right now, and those schools, first of all, in order to be considered for Amstai, eighty um, percent of your individual school has to have bought in. The principal, teachers, um, the administration, 80% of all of those people have to have said, yes, I want to be part of Amstai. I'm willing to learn a new teaching style to improve education in our school. Yeah, that's a smart way to implement a new curriculum or standard because it's not being forced on them. They're actually saying, hey, we want this. Right. Internal buying. Right. Yes, internal that's exactly buying. right. Once that happens, then there is uh, a two-week 
um, training that Amstai um, staff do uh, in the summer for the for that school for those teachers to and what what they'll do in that training is learn some new techniques as far as teaching. In science, that's going to be more inquiry-based. It's going to be more of the hands-on, less of the lecture-based. Um, nice. and, and that's, they, they learn that. And that is a learned skill for teachers. Not all teachers have it. Um, and it's scary for some teachers because that's where we get a little bit further away from that lecture style and that teacher-led classroom. And it turns it over to the students a little bit more. And so in some ways, that's really scary for some teachers. Some teachers are full on in on it, and they love it, and they see the difference in their kids and their learning in that style. So, um, and I think for me, I mean, I'm, my background is science. For me, it's easier to see it in science. It, that's also what's happening with the College and Career Rhetoric Standards for math and, and English language as well. It's just, making it more interactive, you're saying? Yeah, it, yeah, it's just a different mindset yeah. of how to teach. But certainly in the sciences, it's more student-led, and the teacher facilitates it. They don't. You're facilitating this podcast, but you're not running it. You know, it's kind of organically happening, um, but we have a direction we're trying to go. Um, Maybe, maybe, and we may get there, (laughs) we may not. I don't know which way we're going. But, you know, that's kind of what a science classroom is starting to look more like. And then it's also kind of this project-based learning and problem-based learning where, um, you know, you're given a real-world problem to, to solve, and it's you're cross-cutting across all disciplines to do that. Um, and so sometimes that's how a classroom can look. And so you're, you're drawing on a lot of different disciplines, not just I'm in a biology class and that's all we're going to look at is biology. No, we want this to be a lot more, the world doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to know a lot of different skills and how they relate to each other to be successful in the world, whether I'm going to graduate school or whether I'm going to go work for Google or whatever. Um, and so that that is a change as well. But so the way that the science standards came into play was um, there. it's a two-step process that they... So we're moving away yeah. from the Amstel stuff. Oh, yeah, back yeah. Back to... Now you're moving to the science Yeah, back to standards. that science standards. Yeah. But, but so Alabama, would, to, to would, back to that... You know, there are really a lot of great things, and Amstai is one of those um, that's happening. Um, there's another thing that's going on right here in Birmingham at UAB, and it's called UAB Teach. And what that allows for is somebody like me who was going to college for marine biology. And so I was already interested in the sciences. But folks that are, are students that are in the science majors, um, can, with no extra time involved in school, also get their teaching degree. And so their, their science or STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, they're, they're in a STEM major. On top of that, mm-hmm. at the same time, they can get their teaching certificate along at the same time. So now we have teachers who can go out who are also trained in the sciences or in the STEM fields to be in the classrooms. Well, that's interesting because as you were talking about, you know, the how this can be difficult on teachers uh, to, you know, teach a different way. Um, one of the things that crossed my mind was: is the education of teachers at the college level, the people who are going to get a degree in education, it seems like that would take a while to, to um, turn that battleship towards our right. new direction. 
or are they leading that direction? Was that battleship already turned and they were already trying to do more of this experiential student-led learning? Is that kind of what what is has being has been being taught already and now the curriculum's catching up with the the education of the teachers? For the well, I think teachers? it depends on the university and okay. the program. Um, not all, I'm sure, yeah. we're doing that. UAB is definitely in the forefront of that. Um, there, and you teach. This is called UAB Teach, but the program nationally is called U Teach, and it's in. Um, I'm not sure how many other universities across the country that it's that it is implemented yeah. in. And that's just one example. Um, and there are other examples in other universities that yes, the teacher preparedness and the the pre certification classes are keeping up with I'm sure in some it it happens both ways. Now that these standards have been placed, I'm sure that some universities are really changing the way they train their teachers. This I mean if you think about it, I mean you Jeff, you were talking about how controversial this Common Core is and you're hearing back, you know, some pushback from folks. I mean if you look at the system, if you step up and you know take a, a helicopter view of the system, I mean you've got School systems at the uh, you know local level, first through twelfth grade, all the teachers, all the administration. You've got the the educate the, the um, college degree system that's educating the teachers to come back to these systems and teach um, at the university level. That's a lot of people to change a direction, and so I don't know how you're going to do it without getting pushback. I mean, I think you, you're going to get pushback no matter what you say. When you try to change a system that big, and I think, you know, to me, from from my human behavior viewpoint, um, it's just kind of normal human behavior to push back when there's that much change um, that you didn't necessarily get, as you were, the word you used before was internal buy-in before you did it. But I don't know how you get internal buy-in from that many people. Right. You just, sometimes you just got to change it and let them come along to, to meet the change. I, I, that's a lot of change. It, it is a lot and of change. It sounds exciting to me. I, yeah. I mean, I'm all about, I think, you know, the, the things you're describing about it sound, you know, uh, very progressive in help, helping teach students. And what I come across a lot of times is students who, you know, have attention problems or, um, you know, learning difficulties or just learn differently. And I see that they're tr- put they're put through this, you know, machine, essentially, this, this conveyor belt of learning which is important. We, I mean, everybody's got to go through it, but it it doesn't have much flexibility to mm-hmm. it. And so, when a student doesn't learn the traditional lecture way, they often fall out of the interest of learning. And then, at that age, they fall into the interest of other things that lead them astray, and 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 don't really find their full capacity. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds like they're trying to work on having a. Uh, more, as you say, student-led type of approach to it, which is right. And and I think too that you know it is all based. All of these changes were based on scientific evidence or and and cognitive science-based evidence. So even for the 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 science standards, I mean, it was a community of scientists, both practicing um, scientists and cognitive scientists, a um, couple Nobel laureates. Uh, there were also you know school systems, uh, administrators in place um, that began developing what they called the framework for K-12 education. And that, and, and 26 states signed on as is, that we will adopt this as you come up with it. Now, Alabama was not one of those 26 states. For the science portion? For the science portion. Um, but we, ha- we did adopt, in fact, unanimously, 
accepted it at the state level. Um, with some changes? With some changes. Okay. With some changes. But it was unanimously voted for. And, you know, it was those 26 lead states that sort of, you know, that's a lot of, that is a lot of buy-in right there. It is, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. with the, the, the Common Core that we were talking about earlier, it was like 48 out of the 50 governors were part of this. And so those states were leading that way. And so, yes, there's still going to be pushback. Of course, it's hard. And there are going to be some teachers, and I know some, that have said, this is, uh-uh, I'm not doing it. I'm not changing. I'm out. And... That's so when it gets okay. so when the standards got to the school level, some teachers are like, "I'm not making this change." I'm not do- doing it right. This is not comfortable for me. And, and if you think about it, if someone came into your job and said you've been doing it this way, and, and now you've got to do it in an entirely different way, I mean, it, it's going to some people are going to say, "Hey, I'm game. I'm I'm in." And some people are going to say, "You know what? I don't want to do this anymore." Right. Right. Um, and I and and I think that's okay. I don't know how we change right. and move forward as a country as a state any other way um, and it's not and again it's not this willy-nilly thing it is it's both of these things have been they're based on research they're based on evidence they were vetted by the public both sets of these were sent out to the public they could put their give their input to it and then they were brought back and changed if, if they felt like it was a valid reason um, and and again each state can adopt it with Amendments or, or you know, change it in a way that that fits that they choose, and so it's it's a it's a framework to go by. It is not here is what you are going to teach, and here's how you're going to teach it, and here's what every state is going to do. There are some differences, you know. One of the um, a couple of things to go to for both of these sets of standards were places like Connecticut, you know, that that have a higher graduation rate that have higher scores and all of these things. They rank number one in the country in a lot of things. Um, they were afraid they were going to have to lower their standards. I've heard pushback yeah. from, from that. There's nothing that says that you have to lower it. This, this is all you can teach. All that it says is this is the basic of what every kid should know in which grade. Okay. If you want to teach them more, great. There's nothing that says you can't do that. And so that those states were worried, we're going to have to lower our standards. No, you don't have to lower your standards. That's interesting. Yeah. There was a, a, when I was just kind of looking on the internet, there was a lot of pushback from some of the Northeast states. Exactly. Early in the process, right. saying, "Hey, you know, they're asking us to accept standards. They're a substandard." Right, and that's not the case yeah. at all. And are there? Is there the reverse going on in some of the like the, you know the lower ten states where they saying, "Hey, these standards are too high." Absolutely. And, and we have to lower the standards. Yes, absolutely. Um, can they lower the standards? I mean, well, still- you know, and so they can't call them the next generation science standards because they—that's not what they are. Right. Um, again, you know, Alabama has changed the name, and and whether even changing the name didn't mean they they did that because they changed some of the um, standards, but. But yes, the, you know you can. Hmm. You you can't. They would have to call them something different, and so they're not. Not every state is going to be teaching the exact same way, which was, I think, one of the goals. I mean, one of the kind of nice things that was said that like right now, if my uh, eighth grader goes, if we move to Connecticut, she could be really behind in school because the Alabama doesn't standard. teach right. yeah. the same things that Connecticut does. The idea of this too was to be able to level that plane because there's definitely that gap. Although you know there's a poverty saying, gap, there's an income right. gap that all goes with this, and 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 so the idea of this would be that every eighth grader has a. a and at again, least, we're not there a, yet. At least a bottom. But, but at least a bottom. No, we're not. What you're saying, if even if 
if this goes in place and you move to Connecticut, if Connecticut's teaching right. above the standards, she may still be behind. She might. Even though she meets... She might, but she know, would be... Be closer than she would have exactly. been otherwise. Do, exactly. Do educational expenditures, like, per student have anything... Absolutely. ...to do... Yeah, and I, I don't... Okay, think finish the sentence. Have anything to do with... Like, how the new standard is implemented? Or how well it's received. I think both. It absolutely does. Um, you know, and I don't have those numbers in my head. What the, you know, per dollar in Alabama is versus the per dollar in say Mississippi or or Connecticut. I don't have those numbers in my head. It is different. Um, and yes, so resources are a big deal. Um, how are they going to have the resource to do all these hands-on activities? It takes a lot more stuff. Mm. You can't just read it in a textbook. You've got to have stuff. To, for them to play with and to learn with and to experiment with. And that's one thing I'm like wondering about too. Well, I don't know exactly what you know what the difference is in materials and everything for this more hands-on learning situation. But I know like textbooks are super expensive. But I don't know how much it's ta- you're taking away from textbooks and bringing in some other materials that might be less expensive. I don't know. Right. Well, some classes are getting away from textbooks altogether. Um, you know, and 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 going to just the hands-on materials. Now, some of that's going to have to be computers. Mm. Yeah, computers. Yeah. Um, but I'm even thinking about the the in a science classroom, all of the the things that you need to do an experiment. But sometimes maybe that's some yarn and a cup and a ping yeah. pong ball. But that's expensive for right. thirty kids. Right. And so some of it's going to have to come from the parents. Some of it's going to have to come mm. from the state budget some of it you know it's, it does have to come from somewhere and that's some of the pushback as well mm-hmm. is how are they going to afford that mm-hmm. um yeah so so yes that does make a difference and and and, and it always has an education and that's something that still has to be worked out it's good stuff let's take a break we'll come back and uh, finish the last second to listen to dr mark westfall live check out O brother radio on birmingham mountain radio FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter, at Lockamy Brothers. 